we'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. And today, myself and Brooklyn will be talking about the new plan from Kevin McCarthy to plant one trillion trees. We're going to talk about the feasibility, what maybe the thought process is around it, and would something like this actually work? So let's listen in. The topic for today, Mark, I wanted to talk about something that keeps rankling at me and that I find just fatuously disingenuous and it keeps irritating me to no to no end. And that is another remark by Kevin McCarthy uh, in his response to the to the climate crisis. We're going to plant one trillion trees. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. So we're yeah. talking about Kevin McCarthy going out and planting one million trees. I, I wish him the best of luck with that. Yeah, trillion. Trillion with a T. Okay. So first of all, um, I think he's counting on uh, people not going and looking up what he is talking about. First of all, it's already being done by other people who are including children who came up with it school project idea and scientists in other countries such as switzerland um and the idea that they had was to plant one million trees in each country because one trillion trees will take up the amount of space approximately of a landmass approximately the size of the entire United States. So if Kevin McCarthy is going to plant one trillion trees in the United States, there's not room to... And, I mean, the whole... The, what he, To combat, combat climate uh, change, I mean, what he said is just idiotic. Um, first of all, I don't know who, who we... He doesn't describe who we are. In the we are going to plant one trillion trees. What he and the rest of the House Republicans? Uh, to me, it's it's worse than ridiculous. It's flippant. As you and I have talked about before, we need serious people in charge of our government with with real policy and people who are actually intelligent and who want to lead rather than producing snarky, off-the-cuff comments. And, I mean, there are genuine issues for the people who are indeed attempting to plant trees. It's not just planting these trees, it's where they are planted. Someone had the idea of planting a grove of trees with the view of helping to absorb carbon and helping to reduce climate change. And because the, the white sands reflect heat and the foliage absorb heat, they've actually made the planet hotter by doing so. And unfortunately, what tends to happen are the trees that are being planted are being planted in a monoculture manner. So people are planting the same tree over and over and over and over again. And what an ecosystem needs is biodiversity. When one plants in monoculture or one begins to plant trees that do not belong, like an invasive species, 
unless you put a native plant and you know what you're doing, the invasive species plant is apt to take over. So it's not just, okay, let's go out and plant trees. You, you need to know where to plant, what trees to plant. I mean, you can't just, just stick trees everywhere. And another issue, of course, is that tree, uh, trees alone are not going to solve the climate crisis. Trees will pull about a quarter the carbon emissions from the air, but that's only one quarter. And in the meantime, we have um, increasing forest fires and wildfires that are burning um, something like, I don't know, 10 billion trees. So if we're going to increase the number of trees that we have, we not only have to plant for the trees that are being cut down by by forestry and and um, and human activities, but we have to to um, ensure that have been decimated by um, by the natural as you, as you and I have talked before, forest fire is a natural part of the forest cycle. Um, we need to be sure that those areas that are have been burned are protected when they're growing back. We also need to protect the forests that we have, the old growth. Um, and we need to reduce our carbon footprint. And so it's not just, oh, we're going to plant a trillion trees. And everybody says, yay. And then nobody does anything. It's just fatuous empty lip service and i am so tired of just one sentence answer it, it just it it it's bothering me and it's bothering me still i mean what he said cannot be done in the united states there's not enough room for it uh, there would have to be the hiring of you know forest forestry experts and and all kinds of experts soil experts geological experts I mean, there would be a lot of work involved in something like this. So what are your thoughts, Mark? The fact is, is that when you have no plan or you don't know how to address something, you usually take the outrageous and present it out there, totally understanding that it's either undoable or infeasible. But in a way, it will speak to certain people for years scientists have been talking about deforestation and how deforestation contributes to climate change, which is quite true. So to say to the people, well, if we plant one trillion trees, uh, we'll have, we'll have fixed the problem. Look, look how good we've done. And there are people that are going to believe that. I mean, that that's just the way it is because Deforestation is something that, rightfully, scientists have put out is a, a huge issue. So knowing that there really is no plan, and I honestly don't think Kevin McCarthy thinks he's going to plant one trillion trees, uh, but there are people that are going to believe it. And I think that's the approach that they take. This is a big problem, and there is no easy solution to it. And I think that's the, and usually when it's the easy solution that they decide to go for, uh, that's usually means that they've thrown up their hands and said, you know, we're punting the football down the field because we can't do anything with it. We're going to present this and 
it, it's going to make people feel better. Uh, it's going to make people get a false sense of security and we're really not going to do it, but we've said something. We've presented a plan, regardless of how ridiculous it is, we've presented a plan and now there we can, we can move on. We can go back to, to our agenda that we have out there. But can I just interrupt you for one second? Sure, sure. This is the problem for me. It doesn't make me feel better. It's not, and it's not a plan. Well, you're not the audience that they're speaking to. You got to remember that too. I mean, there's a particular audience that they are speaking to. A friend of mine once said, gee, you know, I watch Fox News and they're talking about an issue and then I turn over to CNN and they're not talking about it. And my comment was, is you're watching two different networks to speak to two different audiences. Of course you're not. It's like saying, well, I was watching ESPN one and it was a baseball game and I turned over to ESPN two and it was football. One audience is going to watch the baseball. One audience is going to watch the football. I mean, you're not a Republican. The concept that, that Kevin McCarthy is speaking to you is a fallacy. He's not speaking to you. He's speaking to uh, those in his base, which think totally different than you do. Again, they're going to feel fine with this. Are they wrong? Of course they're wrong. It's politics 101. You speak to the audience that is listening, and that's exactly what he's doing. And then the other audience looks at it and says, boy, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And here's the best part of McCarthy's plan. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do anything because he said it, his group, the people that listen to him are going to say, well, Kevin McCarthy said, we're going to do this. Great. And then again, now they're on to Hunter Biden's laptop again. That's something that interests them. Climate change does not interest the group that McCarthy is talking to in general. I'm not going to say that all of them are, but it does not interest the group in general. Hunter Biden's laptop interests them. Uh, sponging Trump's record interests them. Those kind of things interest them. Maybe somebody in his in his uh, group said, hey, uh, you know, maybe we ought to address this to show that we're actually thinking about it without really having to think about it which as you're right, that plan is, is totally an example of not thinking about it. So he puts it out there and then it's forgotten. It, it's gone. It is totally gone. That that's, as I say, that's politics 101, you know, for his base, it works for people like you. Yes. It's going to upset very much for people like me. I just ignore him because I, I see it for what it is. I, I just look at it and I say, okay, you know, this is a Captain Obvious thing. I just see it for what it is, and I let it go because I know he's not going to do it. I know it's infeasible. In in my mind, what's the point of really even thinking about it anymore? I know that's not what's going to happen. And he's going back, and he's using the words of scientists, deforestation. That's it. I remember back in when, when I was young, we talked about deforestation of the Amazon, deforestation of here and there and everywhere else. And the fact that it contributed uh, to climate change and it contributed to, to all sorts of things, changing the, the bio ecosystem. And I, he's just going back to that. And let's remember the people that follow McCarthy and Republicans in general are older. 
they're in our age group. So they remember that. So they say, Hey, Kevin McCarthy is, is going to be addressing this. Hey, that's great. And then now we can go back to our previously scheduled program where we're going to, you know, we're going to attack dark Brandon, uh, and we're going to look for Hunter Biden's laptop and it's the deep state and all this other stuff that's really supposedly important to us. And that would be my thought onto that. Yeah, well, I know he's not going to do it. I mean, he's not going to do it uh, and it's not possible to do it. just for me. This is the House of Representatives and it's it's supposed to be all Americans or so I thought. Maybe I'm just really naive. I just to me, if 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 you're not going to do that, then why bother to say it? Once again, he's talking to his base. That's who he has to talk to. I mean, there there's there's a lot of things that, that Democrats say that are infeasible, but they're talking to their base. I mean, it's it's a political strategy. I mean, and and that really is what it comes down to. And yes, we're all supposed to, we're all Americans. Absolutely. However, we're all Americans that are divided. There are two camps today. There've always been two or three camps in, in, in America. Unfortunately, we've reached a, a, a point in time where we don't even agree on what the problem really is. We've got progressives who believe in that climate change and, uh, DEI uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion are true social issues that need to be addressed. And then you've got people on the other side that do not think that's important, but think that, um, as I say, Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, the deep state, these these uh, uh, different social issues that seem to be impacting the status quo, that's important to them. So you got two people that we can't even agree because they don't think climate change is an issue. They don't think diversity, equity, inclusion is an issue. Your side does. Now, I'm a moderate. I'm down the middle. I realize that, you know, there's a whole bunch of issues. There's a bunch of issues that the Republicans will consistently ignore. There's a bunch of issues that truly the Democrats will ignore. Because they're focused in on one or two different things. We have become a nation of single or just maybe a handful of issue voters. I think we should plant trees. Why? Because I like trees. We should plant them. Are we going to plant a trillion of them? No. If Kevin McCarthy was to plant 500,000, I'd say, okay, that's progress. At least it's something. At least, it, at least it's something. You know, coming up with a grandiose plan that everybody knows won't work, except the people that truly want to believe it, like the QAnon shaman, uh, it's it's politics. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, if if I, I no, I agree with you, and I also and I also agree with you that um, that there are so many issues that if one is on one one either progressive or Democrat or Republican or conservative or more to the left or more to the right, that one is excluding issues 
that are critical. One winds up having to choose between what one considers the lesser or the greater or what is more important uh, in one's opinion. As you said, we grew up hearing about this forestation and hearing about all this stuff. I mean, and, and it's not like we don't have the internet now. It's not like we're not able to educate ourselves on these issues. Did we just suddenly stop thinking or did we never learn to think in the first place? Okay, so my take on this whole thing is, is, is a little bit more simplistic. First of all, I take every win that I can get. McCarthy is thinking about trees. I take that as a win because he's not the type of, of person uh, that I would see would be that ecologically sensitive. So at least he's thinking it. Is his plan a dumb plan? Absolutely. Is his plan infeasible? Absolutely. But he's a Republican. He's a leader of the Republican Party or one of them. Some might argue that. Uh, that is actually saying we need to plant trees. Forget the amount. Forget the infeasibility of the overall statement he made. At least he said it. Now, if Kevin McCarthy wants to plant 500,000 trees, heck, if he wants to plant 50,000 trees, the fact that he said it to me is a win. Even if he plants five. Even if he plants, <laughs> heck, if he went outside and planted one, I mean, okay, <laughs> hey, that's one. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, if he you actually know, did it and filmed himself doing it, that would be a win. I agree. Well, that's that one or two trees that he plants that wouldn't have existed before he made that statement. So that's progress. Is it the progress we want? Absolutely not. It is not even close to the progress we want, but it is progress. And I think we've got to embrace progress where we see it. Yeah. Even the smallest amount. Let's yeah. just embrace it and say thank you and yep. move on. So we can't can't sit and, and, and cry on our cornflakes because it didn't happen 50 years ago. Is this going to be a long, drawn-out process? Yes. But every time progress is made, we have to embrace it and say, hey, no matter how small the progress was, progress was made. We have to embrace it and hope that we build upon it as we go forward. All right, Brooke, that's all we have time for today. Yes, as indeed, always. Mark. As Thank always, you. good talking to you. Great to talk to you too. Thank you for your thoughts. And we'll see you again next time. Sounds good. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions for their fall 2023 edition. Call for papers information can be found in the description. The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering solutions for social issues through multidisciplinary and unbiased research. And BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society podcast. Finally, PodKite, our analytical partners. 
We'd like to thank all of our listeners. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. We'd also like to remind everyone that the Nova Society podcast is now available on our new YouTube channel. We encourage everyone to check out the channel and like and subscribe. The link can be found in our description. Remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon and all of us here at the Nova Society podcast, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.